0: hesitant or like scared i'm not sure what emotions are coming up right now but i want to tell like i want to do a post to wrap up the year and be like yo this is how much i made this year this is what i charge people this is how i got that amount of money um and with me being so early in this sort of like entrepreneurial game or trajectory whatever the hell you want to call it I'm a little nervous to post my rates on like LinkedIn, like I did when I was working at TikTok. Um I'm gonna do it, but I'm nervous about it.
1: Why are you nervous? Like what comes up for you? Let's do it. Well, for those who are listening, I'm Odalis Jasmine. I'm the host and creator of Hella Latino podcast or Hella Latina as I like to call myself. Um, as you see in the background, the cafecito and chisme that's actually pulled from my podcast. Thank you, Faber. That's such a sweet little like, hey. Um, but yeah, that's me. I'm a content creator. Uh, by day, I work at LinkedIn as an event project manager. I am just a storyteller in all the ways. So that's me. Shout Love you, that.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And I'm Pavel Martinez, uh, host of the Quien Tu podcast, where our mission is to redefine professionalism. Um, Odalis and I, on our podcast, typically we share other people's stories and experiences. So once a month, we try to collaborate and share what's going on in our lives, what's going on in the world and how, how it relates to us. Um, so it gives us an opportunity. And as we think about like what's going on in the world, it, it's hard to go a month without talking about what's happening in tech and finance with the layoffs. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting,
0: although before we get into your experience, because you've been a contract worker for a little bit at LinkedIn, and your contract is almost up. So we'd love to hear about how all of what's happening on a macro level is sort of impacting you as you start looking for work post post your contract. But before getting into that, I was actually listening to a podcast. And Every every month, there's a new jobs report that comes out, essentially says, like, where are we with unemployment? And then where are we with like, how many jobs did we did the US economy add to the market? And it turns out we added 263,000 jobs in November, more than expected. So we exceeded expectations there and the unemployment rate remains flat at three point seven percent. And the podcast was, uh, was essentially saying like, hey, from a jobs market, we're actually doing pretty well. But that said, all of the headlines that we see are about layoffs, specifically in one industry, talking about the tech market. And what they were arguing was like, I think we're kind of just like in this time where these tech companies are the companies that everyone is talking about. They're the most famous companies in the world. So we kind of live in this bubble where like that's all we hear about. But in reality, if you look at the grand scheme of things, like there's a lot of jobs being added. But for you who still wants to remain in tech, like, How has that impacted you? So what are you seeing?
1: Yeah, well, I actually listened to the podcast this morning on NPR. So it was really interesting to hear about just the during the pandemic, how all these investors were like throwing all this money at tech, like let's do it. Netflix numbers are up, like tech consumption's up, let's do it. And then seeing that, you know, the pandemic went away-ish, right? However we're calling it. And the effects of our behaviors, I mean, it changed. Our behaviors are not sitting at home watching Netflix all the time. I mean, I think Netflix's stock, like, decreased for the first time in, like, since its existence, right? Something like that. Like, I think it's its such a, it was an eye-opening podcast. Thank you for sending it over, and I recommend anyone... Who's here to listen to it. But for me, I think it was like a reminder of like, oh, the world's bigger than tech, you know, tech is obviously there's so much clout, there's so much privilege, there's so much money that can be made in it. So, yeah, I would love to stay in tech, but it's almost like a reminder that the world is so much bigger. And I mean, I've had experiences of applying to these different roles. And I actually applied to a venture capitalist firm too, because I thought, okay, well, tech is not doing well. So let me go to a venture capitalist is isn't doing well either FYI, <laughs> but I applied for the job and it was the third job that rejected me and said, Hey, we can't hire anyone right now until the next few quarters, because we're on a hiring freeze, which is what, you know, essentially all these other companies are saying. So I. It's kind of been an interesting journey for me of like huh it's it's not looking so hot over there but you hear the data you hear the numbers and there are a lot of jobs so it's almost like a are we getting a curated list of jobs that we're not you know what i mean like is there is there missing data here like are there missing job listings or are they not being posted i think there's also a stat that says 70% of jobs that are open are not even listed on the LinkedIn's or Indeed's, like some of them are internal and some of them are filled internally as well. So it's, it's really interesting. I'm in a, I'm in an interesting crossroads right now, but what are you seeing from your side? Cause you're interviewing a lot of people day in and day well, out. Like, Do you hear these stories?
0: There was some interesting things in that, in that podcast. Um, and it was planet money, um, the indicator for anyone that's interested. But one of the things that was interesting is kind of this, um, What you were saying, it's like during the pandemic, everyone was at home and just consumption of everything online just went up. And a lot of what happened was money was being thrown at tech and they even said it as far as like grow at all costs. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were just kind of like throwing money and saying like, oh, people will. It was kind of they made a bet. They were just like, yeah, hopefully the consumption and all of these online experiences stays there. And if so, like we're gonna win, right? and it was a mm-hmm. it was it was a risky bet, but it was a bet that a lot of these internet companies felt like they had to make. And what's interesting too is that apparently a lot of internet companies, although there were like a ton of layoffs, the number of employees still remained relatively higher compared to pre-pandemic. So mm. it it felt like they still took on a lot of um, new people. I mean, there was one coming I think meta, increase their their employee base by like 50 percent in like a matter of a couple months i mean that's huge right Mm -hmm. so it's like it almost feels like a bet that they knew wasn't gonna last and they knew that they were eventually gonna fire people that's kind of how i felt
1: it did kind of feel like that and it it's like it leaves a bad taste in my mouth just because it's there's people involved in their livelihoods and whatnot but the podcast did bring me a little peace in knowing that there's still a bigger market for jobs. There's still employers out there looking for talent. I mean, there's still opportunity. It's just the the ones that we tend to go for are the ones that, like you said, have clout, right? The ones that are tech, the ones that are going to give you a little more money. And there's no problem in that. But it, again, it's just a a reminder of like, okay, it's a little bit bigger than just tech, but it's hard because I feel like tech is really its own bubble. And if you don't have these big companies on your resume, like tech doesn't even look at you. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's just that's just from my opinion, too. So I understand why we want to stay in tech. And I say we because your girl does, too, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. But it's interesting, too, like as you're applying to jobs, there's been some changes in job descriptions. Right. Like in November 11th, I don't know if you all know, but in New York, they passed the salary transparency law where for roles that are hiring specifically in New York, they actually put um how much they put a, a salary range for that job and because like new york is a pretty big market now you can start to see you could start to be like oh if that's how much they pay in new york well let me see how much they're paying in my market as you're applying to jobs are you starting to see that as well
1: oh yeah i mean one of my homies just passed a, a job over to me and she was like hey this is kind of like up your alley and it was kind of like a growth moment for me because i looked at the job and then i saw the salary transparency on there they gave the range and i was like oh i'm way too expensive for them like (laughs) it it just it just is what it is and we gotta we gotta honor our prices and we gotta honor what we want in a salary like you know we gotta keep especially as latinas we gotta keep going up you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and so for me it was like a "Mm, it's out of my range like I can't go for it. But for me, it was also nice. And I just you know, applaud all these companies that are putting their salaries out there because it we're not wasting each other's time. It's almost like a dating profile. Like I see I'm like oh, this guy, he ain't really like my vibe. He has X, Y, Z on there. Like, it's not a fit. Like, I just think it's dope for companies to do that because now we're not wasting each other's time and I'm not in an interview and finding out on the third round that you're out of my range. Do you know what I mean? Which would happen. All the time. Are
0: you saying, like, you don't want to show up on a date and he's a short king? Is that what you're telling me? That's a short
1: king. I'm 5'9", though, so no. (laughs) Your your girl's tall.
0: (laughs) No, but legit. That's what it is. It's funny, Mm -hmm. too, because I started looking at some of these ranges, and some of them are, like, comical, though. Like, City Group actually had a range, because a lot of them... Well, whatever. Citigroup had a range that was like zero to two million dollars for a position. I was like, what kind of range is that?
1: Literally, I, I've been seeing some ridiculous ones too of like a fifty K, like six like it's just crazy ass ranges. And I'm like, they're not even trying at this point. You know what I mean? I think they're just throwing numbers out there because they have to or they feel like they have to, but quien sabe. But I do yeah. want to touch on this this question. Um any thoughts on gatekeepers when it pertains to tech roles meaning do you truly have do you truly know somebody who's on the inside how do you feel about that Bowen?
0: i think well from my experience or everything that i hear is like referrals definitely help um i know that i've put in a couple referrals and that has helped people get interviews that said i know plenty of people that have submitted referrals and it hasn't necessarily helped them but um, yeah. I mean, I think I, I think knowing someone on the inside definitely helps. I mean, that applies to everything. I mean, you can know somebody that works at a restaurant and you're like, yo, but can you get me a seat? Like, you know, it's probably going to help. Um, and I think that's why it's been difficult to get people in for so long, because if you think about referrals, if there's not many of us on the inside already, then there's less of us to actually refer people. Right. And the people that do often get referred the people that look like the people that are already in there. So I think it does help to to get a referral, but it's not necessary to get in. Like, I've, most of my jobs have, I think all of my jobs have gotten in without a referral. People have just reached out to me. <laughs> People have just, re- <laughs> funny enough, even for Facebook, Facebook and TikTok, they just reached out to me via LinkedIn. So I didn't really need one.
1: Okay, Pavel, Slight <laughs> flex. <laughs> but I'm going to say, too, though, I'm going to say an unfiltered comment on this because I feel like referral or not, the recruiters are the gatekeepers or they can be the gate openers. And I mean, I'll give you an example, and I'm going to put a company on blast real quick. But I got referred to a company Intuit and had hella homies in there advocating for me on the inside, and I had an interview with the recruiter the recruiter, we talked for maybe like 15 minutes. Um, There was like, it felt kind of weird. Like the, the energy was weird. I felt like maybe, I don't know, I wanna give her grace. Maybe she was having like a day, but I felt like she didn't really wanna be on the call with me. And this is the second time I've had that experience with different companies. And she just ghosted me, never updated me on the role. I mean, my homies are hitting me up. Like you'd be a top candidate. Like what happened with the role? I was like, I don't know. Like the recruiter never hit me up. And maybe there was things I didn't see in that interview that she was like, oh, it's definitely a no. But I think recruiters, whether you have a referral on the inside, recruiters can be those people that can open those doors or can close them right up. And on the flip side of that, I've had really amazing interviews with recruiters that kept me updated, even if it was negative, like kept me updated on every detail. And those are the recruiters that stand out to me. Like, Shout out to Markel. she's here because she really like like just like a top-notch recruiter who kept me updated on every single part of the process I didn't end up getting that job that she was um recruiting me for but she was so just like dope so I just feel like it It definitely depends on the recruiter the hiring manager the people who are in there advocating for you all of it matters especially I mean, at least for me, who's newer to tech and doesn't have that clout yet that Bobbin had getting recruited. <laughs> left and right, okay. Um, but I think there is value in just having those constant advocators inside.
0: You know what's weird too now that I'm starting to get recruited for like DI roles, which I never thought I would because I I don't have any like DI experience from the corporate side. All of it has been like in sales and advertising. But because of the work that I do. With my own business, like I got reached out for like a DI program manager at Amazon.
1: What? Okay. Yeah. I mean, how I was. Does, how does that make you feel, though? Um, like, is that
0: something you
1: typically want to go for? Is that in the future for Bubba? I've
0: I've never wanted to go for that. Um, mm. I don't know. I was a little confused. I was like, "You sure you got the right person?" <laughs> you know. Ooh. But also, I mean, it's flattering. Like, you know, it's being recognized. Like, I didn't think I would get recruited for this, for that, I suppose.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it shows, I think, like, this. there's something that LinkedIn talks about a lot, and it's the skills versus, um, you know, like, mm. where you come from, what school you come from, background. I think the skills first mindset is what, you know, Amazon just did. Like, they recruited you because of what you do, not because yeah. of what you went to school for, not because you read you know what is that book white white fragility not because you read any of those books but because you've experienced it and you created a whole platform based on it and i think that's i mean linkedin is really trying to move the needle in terms of like skills first but that's to me it's kind of a reminder to you like this is the work that you do this is the work that you are putting out into the world and any company would want to take that like 100 percent. so
0: thank you no it's very true uh, and Christopher, just to acknowledge, I'm I'm five eleven. I'm not gonna lie that I'm six feet, but I'm I, I, I'm I'm not a short king. But shout out to those. Um, Mary, I would love to hear what you mean by the ranges are also inclusive of cola. So some employees have been sitting on these roles for a while, and just their figure is included. I'm not really sure what that means, but like, let us know. Hmm. Also, Andres said, Jay-Z had a great quote about this at the concert at Webster Hall. Something like, we can easily get out of the barrel if we stand on each other's backs. Whoever gets on the top, as long as they stay attached. Ooh, like crabs in the barrel mentality. I will feel you on that. It's very true.
1: Um, one of my other favorite Jay-Z quotes, since we're mentioning Jay-Z now, is you can't help the poor if you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I that's one of my mantras in life because we had a conversation yesterday Pavel of like you know you're like you're least you're like really they 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 make me happy they had a great time you know like that's where my mind goes first and it, it's just really interesting because that's my mantra lately for this like last half of the year because I'm like I'm trying to help so many people all the time but I need to also turn that energy into me into my in my family right or just to me and myself and really prioritize me which is why I said I'm in that season of rest and that season of just like almost like re-energizing myself too so a shout out to Christopher for putting that out there short king energy I love to see it
0: love that love that uh I think I think the salary transparency law is interesting for a few different reasons one in particular too like besides like the corporations putting like a little bit more pressure and being transparent. I think there's bound to be a few pocket watchers out there. Like mm. now people may know how much money you make, but now I think some of these conversations may open up and be like, Oh, that's how much you're making. Like, how have you, have you ever had like any awkward conversations when it comes to salary, like before these laws were in place of you trying to figure out like, am I being underpaid with coworkers?
1: Well, it's interesting because um, I automatically think of a job that I had um, earlier in my career where I wanted to just talk about salaries because I had no idea. It's it's that first gen thing. Like, you don't know what you don't know, so you didn't know how much you're supposed to make. Like, I didn't know. And I had this coworker, the homie, still one of my homies today. And I had asked her at one point, like, well, how much do you make? Mind you, we were in completely different roles, but she was like, mm, I don't really want to talk about it. And I was confused. I was like, Jen, just tell me the cheese, man. Like, how much do you make? And she's like, girl, no. Like, I've had experiences where, you know, friendships have broken up. Work relationships have gotten toxic. Like, I I don't want to put myself in that situation again. So she waited two and a half years after we both left the company for her to tell me. We found out we were making the same. But she told me these stories of, like, girl, like, she's like, I would tell my work besties. And it would just we were no longer besties after that. Like it turned into a really toxic environment. And I don't really know if there is an answer of how to have those conversations. Like, have you had those conversations?
0: Before we get into that, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Quien is supported by First Republic Bank. Your hard work is paying off. That's why it's time to start working with a financial partner who will always have your back. At First Republic, you'll have access to your own personal banker who knows you by name and is prepared to support your financial needs. Learn how personalized banking can make a difference for you and your family at firstrepublic.com. Remember, FDIC equal housing lender. I haven't. No, I haven't had the conversation. And that's so unfortunate that like friendships are ruined just because. Maybe you make like you make less than the person that you're speaking to, for example. But yeah. I mean, I I think certain emotions are natural to come up. Right. Like, I, I remember, for example, when I was working like at a very a smaller tech company and my friend just got a job at Google and he, he was telling me how much he got made. Yo, I was so happy for him, yet also <laughs> 1st, jealous. <laughs> but i was so jealous i was like Mm -hmm. yo how like why didn't i get the job like it was all me 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 like i was like why didn't i get the job i want to get paid that amount of money how do i get there meanwhile like i never applied for the job i was putting no effort in getting that job i was Mm -hmm. happy with where i was it's funny like i was happy with where i was until he told me his news
1: yeah well that's what's interesting too because you know one thing that just came into my head too when i first again this is like early in my career um i had found out how much the vp which i was working at an agency uh, an ad agency and like i mean if you look at the levels there's like 10 levels between me and this vp because that's just how the way it works but this vp i found out she was making I mean, I guess I didn't know how much she was making specifically, but I remember this specific moment. She was reading an article and she's like, oh my God, did you know that in SF, if you don't make more than 100K, you're like below the poverty line. And I was like, well, good thing you're making that much. Again, me trying to be all chismosa and like trying to see how much she's making. And she's like, I wish. So that was a aha moment for me where I'm like, yo, I just met with some tech person that just got into tech. We graduated at the same time. She's making 80K. So I was. it was a moment for me, too, to know 10 levels, a.k.a. in, like, five to 10 years. I'll get to her level, and I won't even be making that much. So is it worth to go into tech because my homie just graduated and I was making 80K? Like, should I go that way? So in a way, like, salary transparency can help decision-making, too. And that's the reason I got into tech in the first place. So... There's, I don't know. I don't, again, that's not having salary transparency conversations, but I think there's value in knowing your salary and what you're worth. Like, did you, after your friend, after you found that out, did you get more money after or not?
0: Nah? Wait, before we get into that, how did you even know to ask that Chief's most I asked question?
1: Because <laughs> I'm like <Latina>. up.
0: <laughs> Yo, although I her hit her, hit her with know. the, Oh you! Oh you! Oh that—that's more than you make, duh, right? Like.
1: <laughs> you already know. I learned it from my mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, that was wow. so smooth.
1: You, you know. Yeah, no I get my legit. Information. Then there was a quote that said, "Latinas are the best investigators," and I feel like <laughs> hey, it facts. comes from just toxic backgrounds, which we won't get <laughs> into, but that part.
0: big facts no I mean from him telling me that that's when I got my job at Facebook I was like oh that's how much those other big companies are making I was like let me do that I mean I interviewed at Google when when you know he put me in for a referral I didn't get that one but I ended up getting a job at Facebook right after that and knowing how much he made helped me negotiate for myself or like at least ask for for like a similar thing um Mm -hmm. it's interesting too like all these ideas around salary transparency and a lot of push for companies to do that but i'm at this interesting place where like i don't really know what to do with my own business when it comes to salary transparency as i'm hiring vendors for events right like i'll give you an example like i just threw an event in new york a live podcast show and we had we had catering but we also had djs and we also had photographers and videographers right and like i'm making this up but let's just say i paid the photographer videographer three thousand dollars for three hours right Mm -hmm. i'm about to throw an event in miami what if i hire a videographer and photographer in miami and they say oh we'll do it for two thousand should i celebrate that and be like oh my god i'm gonna save money in miami i get to keep an extra thousand dollars or do i stand up for equity and pay and say no, I paid this other team three thousand. Let me pay you three thousand. What the hell do I do?
1: <laughs> well, if, if we're talking about equity, like we got to we got to talk about what equity means first, because equity doesn't mean equality across the board, like just because they're they're mm-hmm. making this much, they're making this much equality is taken into consideration, like what's in your environment and where is the starting line for everybody? Because everybody has a different starting line depending on privilege. Right. Do you come from money? Do you live in an expensive state? Like there's all these things that take into consideration. So when I'm thinking of equity, I'm thinking there is a difference between somebody living in Miami, which is a little cheaper than New York. And that's, you got to take into in consideration that there is a difference in living, right? And you know, like what it, expenses that it takes to live there. So that's where my mind goes when when we come up with equity and we talk about that, but I don't know. what I don't right
0: know thing. if I agree with, I don't know if I agree with that.
1: Oh, tell me. Because,
0: all right, you're living, let's say you're living in San Francisco now. Because there's a lot of people that are, like, you're living in San Francisco now, right? But then what if someone in Idaho is doing your exact same job and y'all producing the same exact output? You're telling me just because someone lives in Idaho, they deserve to get less compared to you? You know what I mean? I don't know if I... That's that's the whole that's the whole thing about like remote work. They were like literally so like if I was living in New York and then I moved to like Miami, they would adjust my pay down, mm-hmm. right? But I don't like I always I've always found that weird though. I get I get the argument as far as like living expenses, but what if they're doing the same exact output? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It <laughs> is. I don't know there. I don't know if there's the right answer for it, but I do see that mindset of like. Hey, you're not living in California anymore. You're going to Idaho. It's going to be a lot cheaper to live there compared to California. Like, I get how it matches your living situation, but I don't know, I don't know.
0: And and Kenneth, Kenneth brings up uh, interesting voices. New York and Miami are different markets. You should pay them what they ask for unless they are grossly undercutting themselves. But that's the thing, right? And like, let's even talk about salary transparency, right? Like. If I'm really about salary transparency, I would put on my website hiring like I wouldn't even ask them what they're what they're um, charging. I would already have my rate online as a business and say, like, hey, like this is the going rate what I pay for DJs or for X, Y and Z, blah, blah. I just think I just think it's really easy for for me to criticize these huge corporations. And of course, they have way more money than me. Like, trust me, I'm not balling in my bank account to be, you know, Paying all these vendors an amazing amount of money. But I'm just saying like it's easy for us to criticize things. But when it when it's up to me to run my own business and like act accordingly. Now I'm struggling with like shit. What's my salary transparency policy, you know?
1: Mm. Wait, are you saying this is coming out of your pocket? Or is this coming from like a company's pocket? Because
0: no, it's coming investment. out of my pocket.
1: I mean, that's I don't know. I have like a hard time comparing a small business to a big tech company like it's i i can't i get the salary transparency but it's hard for me to wrap my head around like there's this man who's building a business from the ground up like like respect like what Kenneth said like respect what they're asking for unless they're like it's ridiculously low and you're like okay i can give you a little more than that you know what i mean but i don't know the argument can really go both ways
0: so do you think it's about like maybe when they reach a certain level of revenue then it's like all right now you could like enact those policies?
1: Uh, no, that's <laughs> like Oh. I don't know. I'm just I'm still more of like I don't know. For me I kind of put myself in the in this in in the mindset of like how many other small businesses are doing this and how many POC small businesses are doing this compared to white small businesses you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and then it's also that mindset of like it's always the freaking pocs the BIPOC folks that are deciding to do these things because for the greater good yet we're undercutting ourselves because we don't come from that line of privilege again i'm talking about equity in that mindset but i don't know it's hard yeah, you got Good. me thinking too, Kenneth.
0: It's both of us. Because <laughs> I remember, I remember this example. I mean, because like, all right, I'm everyone's a business, right? I remember this example of of a recruiter on she posted on LinkedIn and said like, um, hey, like I was recruiting this candidate and I think he lowballed himself by like fifty k, and she was like, I don't got time to educate people. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just going to. Um, like you, you under you lowball yourself by 50k i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you that same offer i save myself 50k i'll hire somebody else right and you know she's running she's she's working for a big tech company but at the end of the day that tech company is a business right so if they could save costs on hiring somebody she's gonna do it but at the same time you're not paying someone and and not equal let's say equitable pay right mm-hmm. and that's the same kind of thing in my situation right like let's say um that photographer videographer lowball themselves because they live in miami or like maybe they're just starting out whatever and what am i supposed to say i don't got time to educate people i don't got time to like tell people to advocate for themselves or and i'm just gonna save money and not pay them you know what i mean i feel like mm-hmm. and although it is it is like um maybe not everyone is doing it but someone has to start it to then teach people that it could be done you know what i mean
1: yeah no 100 percent I have a question for you. I don't know how mm-hmm. unfiltered you'll get here, but whatever.
0: I need to ask let's anything.
1: say let's say let's say Google hires you for for an event, and mm-hmm. you tell them your price. Let's say it's six k. Mm-hmm. I'm being I'm being generous. Maybe that is how much you charge, but you say Google, I want six k for this like one hour speaking engagement, and Google's like, cool, I could do that. Yet they had about eight thousand dollars to give you. Just an example. And then another company, let's say Meta, reaches out to you and they're like, by we can only give you three K. Like, what do you do in that situation where Google is paying you six thousand or are your prices already out there? And it's like, if you, you know, if you're fucking with it, like do it, if not, no. Like, what do you do in that situation? How do you market yourself?
0: I've turned down offers. Um, Meta offered me a thousand. I said no. Mm-hmm. um uh some other companies offered me i i, I was charging in five thousand this year um but there were some that were like, yo, I only got three k but I really wanted to work with that company and partner with them, and I see something long term um yeah, I was like yeah, but other companies most most of them would honor it um yeah. but even in that like you see you, you you see the like uncertainty around like how much I should charge mm I should be sharing my rates with the world so that everyone knows. So yeah. that although at least next time you go into a meeting with Meta, you'd be like, oh, you know, Pavel got five G's off of them. Like, they should pay me accordingly. Just like when you right. went to that, didn't you just do like a keynote not too long ago? You are like, Pavel, how much should I charge? And I'd be like, well, this is how much mm-hmm. I charge. Right. But these yeah. shouldn't be like one-on-one conversations. I should have a place on my website and, I, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a place on my website where like these, these are my rates. But these are also the these are my rates that I accept, but then these are the rates that I also pay to vendors like I want vendors to know transparently, mm. this is how much I pay for DJ for all of these things so that if you want to work for me, there's no negotiating. That's my rate. And oh. But the thing about setting a rate is like. I'm going to lose out on some people that that think that rate is, is, is too low, but I'm also going to yeah. maybe overpay for some people that might have undersold themselves, but maybe the people that the rate is too low for them maybe they'll respect the fact that i'm salary transparent i don't know but like as just because i'm a small business though you got to think about it even like from a from a big tech company perspective like let's say meta puts out a salary range and you're for example like you just went on an interview and the salary range is like too low for you right they might have missed out on a bunch of talent but at least they're being honest with like yo you can't negotiate above this like it is what it is this is how much we could afford It's tough. It's (laughs) It's so tough. Before we get into that, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. This episode of the Quintuera's podcast is sponsored by McDonald's. Since 1985, McDonald's has given over $33 million in scholarships. You can win one of 30 scholarships available and win a scholarship of up to $100,000. This year, McDonald's is giving away $500,000 in scholarships. Since 1985, Hacer has helped aspiring Latino students achieve their dreams of going to college. But despite students' unwavering desire for progress, they still feel lost and powerless, making the need for support greater than ever. And that means it's time to Hacer more. Students can apply to McDonald's Hacer National Scholarship and go further, like Katia in Chasareta. To apply to the McDonald's Arcer National Scholarship, visit McDonald's.com/slash acer. That is H-A-C-E-R. This episode of the Kentuitis podcast is sponsored by Coca-Cola. We are this far into the year already. Time has just flown by so quickly that I can't even keep up. And as we get into these later months of the year, A few things come to mind. I live in New York, so the drop in temperature is something that I've had to come to terms with. With the decrease in temperature brings an increase in layers. And the temperature changes, the leaves falling, all of that really reminds me that the holidays are coming. And for me, the holidays represent a time to reconnect with loved ones, with family, friends. Whether I'm celebrating the holidays in the Dominican Republic or here in the United States, one thing has always remained present coca-cola coca-cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together enjoy the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family delicious food and of course ice cold coke
1: it's tough and i mean yeah i i guess like you really can't go wrong with either decision because there's kind of like pros and cons to each right and it's mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard for a small business. I think like I just empathize with small businesses so much. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't want them to like, you know, lose out on money or lose too much money. But I think there's honor in what you're doing. And there's like, maybe it'll work out and maybe it'll start a trend for other small businesses to keep it 100 too when it comes to salary or ranges, right, of how much they pay their vendors. So I don't know. It's a tough one. I will I think tell it'll you, be, I'll go
0: for it. I was just going to say, I think it'll be an interesting experiment to then, because it's easy for me to go into rooms and say, like, hey, y'all should do this, this and that. And then someone would easily tell me, well, have you ever done it? Have you ever run a business? Have you ever implemented some of these policies? Now I could say, like, no, I have. This is the challenges that I experienced. And this is mm-hmm. kind of like the reception in the market that has been kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of like what I want to do. But yeah, go for it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I was just thinking about other folks in, in different markets, like thinking about like you, right, who lives in New York, it's more expensive, you got a little more budget. What about the small businesses that are not making that much money that are in the Midwest or like the middle America, right? Like, what about those small businesses that just don't have that much money? Now, are they going to miss out on opportunity because they can't afford as much as someone who lives in San Francisco or New York or those bigger cities like now I'm just thinking about those small businesses and what salary transparency would mean for them and how as a as a vendor or as a small business like how you respond to that like if I see a company in Idaho I'm like oh I don't definitely don't want to work for them or I see a company in New York I'm like oh that's my cup of tea like are those people going to miss out on opportunities too You know what I mean? Are
0: they going to miss out on opportunities? Interesting. Yeah. I could be wrong. I'm
1: just thinking about it, right? Because we are in a... You and I are in a more privileged place where California, mm -hmm. New York, we tend to make a little more money just because of where we are. So I'm just kind of thinking of that.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting. Um, And so anonymous LinkedIn user said, the US government does something like this where they post contracts for vendors and then accept bids. Yeah. I mean, most public office sort or like government affiliated positions um, they've been doing salary transparency forever like most teachers mm-hmm. like their salary um, is posted on like the job descriptions um, and I have someone else Colleen um, Samara tag tax I'm here thinking about RFP process and shout out to big shout out to Samara who's working with me on plural I've been working with her for like the past year um, and she's head of our strategic partnership side and she's actually going to be developing this framework everything that i'm talking about she's going to develop for she's going to develop this for us and like hopefully be be consulting corporations about this and like how they could do a much better job on this because it's it's really difficult no one has figured it out and if i could do it, if we could do it like on a small scale maybe we can like teach others to do it like on a larger scale um and then we have one more comment Um. Gracias por por este evento Knowledge is power Ensuring the power makes us all more human I think it's a matter of knowing your worth And teaching others humility Yo, but that's the other thing too, right? Like when we talk about knowing your worth And we're talking about like small businesses Like I'm a small business as well And I also want to be hired And not have to negotiate So like I hope that people give us the same respect That we try to give others You know what I mean? Like if someone hires me Like I don't want to have to negotiate my speaking rate Like why can't you just like transparently post like hey we pay every speaker eight thousand dollars every speaker two thousand like i i think i think if i put out the energy hopefully it's going to be reciprocated
1: yeah a hundred percent and there's there's so much power too in i mean i think in my position as an event project manager i get to hire vendors all the time and there is a sense of i mean you do see these different vendors come through and they are ranging in all these different ways. And I and a lot of my team members, what we try to do is we try to create it, create so that it's an equitable process. So if we see a vendor, which happened, we saw a vendor which was one of my homies, which I was like, oh, no. One of my vendors was charging so low compared to these other vendors that were doing the exact same work. And we got to give him a little bit more money in his pocket. And that to me was like a moment of like we have power here too, where we get to create more equality across the board from these different vendors that some of them are doing the same exact work but they don't know i mean they don't talk i mean you're the first person that actually shared their speaking rates with me there was a lot of other people actually there's like a lot of people who did so thank you to you but there's some people who told me like oh you know it just ranges company to company and i could tell they didn't really want to talk about it but i appreciate the people who are honest who are out here trying to create space, money for people, especially people in the community. Like, just shout out to people like you and shout out to my team who are always trying to give more money to the peoples.
0: How did you tell me about that experience, though? Because I think you're in an interesting position, too, right? And like a lot of salary transparency conversations is mostly around full time employees. But there's so much money that goes to external vendors within companies mm-hmm. that And you talk about small businesses, those are small businesses that they're hiring a lot of times for like these for these for these vendor relationships. Um, Like, were you surprised at one point Were you were you disappointed when you found out that people were like under undervaluing themselves? Like, tell me about like, yeah, just just that just, just that experience.
1: Yeah, I mean. There was a situation, too, where, I mean, it happened twice. One of the the people that I've worked with in the past, um, I referred her to LinkedIn and we hired her and I was negotiating her contract and I saw how much she was charging and I was like, OK, what? And I like literally hopped on a call with her. I'm like, OK, girl, homie to homie. We need to have some education around how to bill these corporations because it, it was so I can't even say it like it was so ridiculously low and she was like I'm just so grateful and she was a woman of color and I was like girlfriend this is the problem where we are so grateful to be in this space and it was her first corporate gig she was really excited and I'm like okay like we just need to have some education and now she's working with a bunch of other tech companies and charging what she's worth and making a living and a whole business out of it and she told me recently like Girl, thank you. Like, if it wasn't for you opening up that door, I wouldn't have had this on my resume or, you know, portfolio and been able to now charge what I'm worth. But it starts with knowledge, it starts with education, especially for our communities that don't know what we don't know. I mean, a lot of the times there is a lot of gratitude there. Like, okay, first corporate gig, like, let's get it. Like, I'll charge whatever I can just to get in the door. But these corporations have a lot more money. But to me, it was a feeling of almost power. To be able to do that and to be able to give more. And there was a sense of pride there, too. Like, finally, I'm in the seat where I can give our people a little bit more because that's what they deserve. You know what I mean?
0: That is a powerful position. That's it that's is. really dope. I, I wonder, I'm, I wish we could just, like, insert her right here. Like, oh, my God, what was that experience for you? Like, when you found out. Right. That Alexandria, shout out to you. <laughs> hey, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope.
1: Yeah. But I mean, there has to be like someone said, knowledge is power. Like we really have to spread knowledge and have these conversations and bring bring people into the conversations. Like you said, like we need to have time to educate people. So, I mean, to your, to your question earlier, I still don't know what the right answer is, but I know that there is power in knowledge and there's power in being open about, about, you know, salary, about money, about all of those things. And I'll give one example you know Debbie and Alejandra. Um two of my homegirls De- De- shout De- out
0: De- Debbie Cakes.
1: Debbie Cakes. <laughs> uh we won't get into why she's called Debbie Cakes, but I um those are two of my homegirls and they both work at a tech company. And when they first got hired on, they had a conversation with each other about I mean there were contracts, so a contract to full time hire, they why were doing did the exact put the fist on. <laughs> oh, I was, you can't see because my background, but this, um, Debbie and Ale had had a conversation before they negotiated their full-time salary and they were doing the exact same role still. And they realized there was a whole discrepancy in how much they were offering the two of them. And once they found out like, oh my God, they're offering you 50K less than me. Like girl, no. And they ended up getting like 60K more. Than they had originally offered and that wouldn't have happened if they weren't honest about how much they were making i mean we could have they could have easily been hush hush about the whole thing and just been like okay we got hired yay like but no they had a conversation about it and they still talk about it to this day like how that conversation changed their livelihood because now they're making more money they're working at Intech, and i mean it changed their lives because money does that right like you can't buy happiness or whatever but it buys you a lot of things that bring you a little little joy and so if it weren't for that conversation it wouldn't have happened so i don't know what the right way to have that money conversation is or when to have it or how to have it how to approach it but i do know that it's important for us to have so
0: i agree those conversations are so important and i'm i'm a little hesitant or like scared i'm not sure what emotions are coming up right now but I want to tell, like, I want to do a post to wrap up the year and be like, yo, this is how much I made this year. This is what I charge people. This is how I got that amount of money. Um, And with me being so early in this sort of, like, entrepreneurial game or trajectory, whatever the hell you want to call it, I'm a little nervous to post my rates on, like, LinkedIn, like I did when I was working at TikTok. Um, I'm going to do it. But I'm nervous about it.
1: Why are you nervous? Like what comes up for you?
0: It's the same sort of questions and comments that my mom told me when I was working at TikTok, it was like, oh, when when I quit, like, is anyone going to want to hire you because they're going to think you're like a quote unquote a troublemaker or like uh, you're too outspoken or this is and that right? And that was me with a established resume, I would call it now. I would say in my entrepreneurial side i would i would say i don't necessarily have the most established resume what a couple years under my belt but for me to already be talking about it but then again like i shouldn't be telling myself those stories because there's nothing illegal about it there's nothing sort of like there's nothing wrong with it like it's just me posting my experience and if someone has a problem with it then they don't stand for salary transparency they don't stand for equitable wages all those kind of things but just all the training, you know what I mean. Like, there's so much stuff yeah. that I still have to unlearn, but I'm a little scared about doing it.
1: Yeah. Well, I applaud you for moving through that fear and like or not fear, but nervousness, and still saying like I'm gonna do it though. Like, it, it's not gonna stop me because I think there's it could paralyze you when you're nervous about that. Especially, I think you're established, and I'm sure the folks that are in here think you're established and know you're established, but it doesn't take away from the feelings that you have a feeling like uh, a few years into my belt. I don't feel like I am there yet, but the fact that you're like, yeah, I'm gonna do it anyway. Cause it's important. Nothing illegal about it. There's power in that too. And I mean, Fabian, you, you really out here putting information on the platform that didn't exist there before. And I think it's important for people to know, and it's changing lives. I mean, you changed that guy at TikTok's life, right. With how much he charged, for his services for his salary so although there's nervousness i think there's a lot of power that you're doing right now so, so
0: thank you. you thank you thank you uh anyway i know we're like close to wrapping up uh i think we touched on all the topics that we wanted to touch on today um anything else top in mind people in the chat any questions as we as we try to wrap up
1: Well, I'm curious. I have a question for you. I'm curious what motivated you to want to post about your rates. Is it more of like awareness for for those who are charging for their speaking rates or awareness for those that can hire you all the above? Like, what was the inspiration behind it?
0: I think it's it's one awareness for everyone that is sort of like doing some of the work that I'm doing and doesn't know how much to charge. But also too, like I want people to give me the same information back. Like, hey, I'll tell mm-hmm. you if you tell me as well, because I think for many engagements, like I'm probably under pricing myself. So like, it'd be nice to know that. Like, I I just want to live in a world where negotiation isn't part of getting paid. <laughs> like, I don't I don't want to negotiate Never. for anything. <laughs> that goes from like buying a car to like it it should it should be as easy as buying a coffee like oh they charge 450 oh cool give me you know what i mean like oh hey this is my service how much are you paying cool like i don't want to negotiate so if i could do my part to raise awareness to learn but also to like create the world that i want to see where like negotiation isn't part of getting paid and all i got to do is post my w-2s whatever
1: And I think there's um, shit, I can't get the quote right right now. But there's a quote that says, like, the the thought of change is so much greater than the thought of fear. And it's and it's I think that's probably what you're feeling right now is like you want to change that part of the world so bad and it, it's outweighing the nervousness. That's why you keep saying like I'm going to do it anyway. But there is so much power in that. Like, again, I think about it from a first gen Latina perspective, because that's my experience. I didn't know what I didn't know. My parents were contractors working multiple jobs all the time, but did anybody tell them how much they were supposed to be making? No. And there is a lot of what your mom told you, like, like it's like don't don't cause too much trouble, don't be too much, like you know, think we all always think we low, because they could it could be taken away from you. It was a scarcity yes. mindset, right? It was a very fear-based mindset. But being in the position that we're in now, there's a little bit of privilege there where we get to influence create change and do things just a little bit different so that i can change the generations that are to come so
0: exactly i, I think you said it right there like it could the story i tell myself is that it could be taken away
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah know.
0: but fuck it <laughs> <laughs> can, I, you, yeah. can you
1: put that on a t-shirt
0: <laughs> but fuck it but fuck it <laughs> um and and this this comment by priscilla like sharing more information on how to become a corporate vendor for those that are also interested in doing the great work you're doing yeah i i agree and eva shout out to eva as well um it's changing lives and it's changing industries. super proud of you pavel and this is why companies are reaching out to you to lead a role in dei yeah for now until they take it away like i said <laughs>
1: <laughs> but fuck it but i feel it and i think it's just generational stuff that we got to heal from, right? It's like so much deeper than like your mom told you that, like, what did her mom tell her? And what did, you know, her grandma you know what I mean? Like, it's a generational cycle that I think a lot of us that are here are trying to break. And which is why we're here in the first place, sharing knowledge. And I hope that people are taking this knowledge that we shared and passing it on to their colleagues, their friends, their homies, their families, et cetera. But-
0: Exactly.